morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. A, a belated happy Thanksgiving as well. We hope everybody had a wonderful day yesterday. We are going to do something a little bit different today as opposed to during holidays. Sometimes the news cycle is a little drier than usual. So we wanted to take an opportunity to go back into the 1.37 p.m. website and talk about some of our favorite articles we published during this month. There are a lot of people I know who might listen to the podcast who don't necessarily check out the website. And the website is really where we get to go more in depth on a lot of the stuff we talk about on here. So first up in the world of sports, if you haven't checked out the site, we have a new sports editor. His name is Jack TN Dana. And I mean, no disrespect to myself or Elton on the call or any of our writers, but I feel like Jack is one of the best writers we've got. Just his voice, the way that he writes articles is really, I'm just always kind of cackling. He writes about the NBA, but he's always throwing jokes and stuff in there. But so he wrote this article called Why Is Every Paul Pierce Video So Embarrassing? And it's really just an examination of Paul Pierce's post-career legacy that has just been plagued by all of these like weird lukewarm takes and also the very well-known rumor that he faked an injury and was carried off the court in a wheelchair in game one of the 2008 NBA Finals to cover up the shame of pooping his pants during the third quarter. This piece is just kind of an investigation of Paul Pierce. So if you want to learn more about it, read the full piece. But I just want to read this excerpt because I know that Jack really liked one of his little turns of phrase in here, and I like it as well. Outside of the uncertainty of his Schrodinger's scat, that was the turn of phrase, by the way, that Jack wanted me to plug. Uh, Pierce further became a punchline during his tenure as an NBA analyst on ESPN, spewing a litany of wrong and befuddling takes. He declared that he had a better career than Dwayne Wade, parentheses, he didn't. He predicted that the Celtics would beat the Bucks in the 2019 playoffs, parentheses, the Bucks won the series in five games. He asserted that LeBron James wasn't one of the top five players of all time, parentheses, he is. Even more ignominious, though, was his exit. Pierce was fired, and a lot of people know this, after broadcasting on Instagram Live, a supremely depressing video of a weekday strippers and poker night with the fellas. If you're a Celtics fan, Paul Pierce fan, or just an NBA fan who has also been befuddled by Paul Pierce, check it out. All right, thanks for that, Charlie. So... One of the articles I got a shout out, of course, Cheap Plug is one of my articles. That one is WWE's 26 loudest crowd pops of all time. So I went into heavy wrestling nostalgia mode by listing the loudest crowd pops in WWE history. Now, of course, those memorable crowd reactions are connected to many of the greatest moments in wrestling history. And I'm sure most of you out there can recount most of them. All these moments, they just pop up randomly during a conversation with your homies, you know, just thinking about all the glory days of wrestling. So some of the most insanely loud crowd pops I mentioned in the article are the Ultimate Warriors defeat of the Honky Tonk Man at the first SummerSlam, the standoff between The Rock and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18, Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out on Raw to help Mankind win the title from The Rock, and Edge's shocking comeback at last year's Royal Rumble. Make sure you check out the rest of the list so you can get all warm and fuzzy inside as you remember the glory days and modern era of professional wrestling. Elton, you know I'm sort of an introductory wrestling fan just getting into it, so I'm going to take you up on it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this article today because I haven't read it yet, but uh, listen, I'm sold. Definitely, Charlie. I recommend a really old-school one, Hulk Hogan body-slamming Andre the Giant. The world stopped when that happened. <laughs> okay, totally. I'll check it out. Hopping over into NFTs. NFTs. 
Uh, I want to start with, again, it's sort of, it's funny the way Elton said it too, but a bit of a shameless plug because I wrote the story, but I'm really proud of the story. Um, it's a profile on this artist, Steven Rea, who goes by the alias Brain Vomit, um, and he's an NFT artist. In recent months, I think in recent weeks especially, we've started to see some PFP profile picture avatar projects that are um, generative, but are more, I, I don't want to use sort of subjective language, but more artistic, like based in painting or sketching or some way, as opposed to being more of a digital cartoon avatar. Um, and that's part of why I wanted to highlight Steven Rea. So his project called Brain Vomit Garden has been doing numbers on OpenSea recently. It's these really interesting uh, sort of avant-garde almost flowers that are very colorful and have almost a childish quality to them. And also some of his other previous work has been starting to show some really serious returns in the past few months. Um, but essentially, I just really loved highlighting Stephen Rea because I think that in NFTs, especially in the headlines, people get bogged down by the headlines of sort of faceless developers making a lot of money off of cartoonish projects. And the thing that I love the most about NFTs is when an artist like Stephen Rea, who was sort of a struggling artist who was not really making money off of his artwork, um, essentially overnight became a, a very high selling artist who made a ton of money and is now able to, to support himself and and his loved ones. And um, he's a super sweet guy. And I had a really lovely conversation with him. And one quote from the article from him that I want to leave you with that just got me so excited for the future of NFTs is this is the next wave, real artists creating real things. Shout out Steven Rea. It's a really great project. He's a really nice guy and I'm, I'm happy to see his success so far. Um, and then hopping over to another article, this article I'm super excited about because I see this question in discords all the time and on Twitter. But we published an article a few days ago this week called What are POAPs and why are they important? I'm really excited about POAPs because I think it's one of the entries into NFTs that is the most accessible for people who have not yet understood what NFTs are and what the technology can be used for. Here's a quote from the article, which was written by Alex White Gomez, one of our NFT writers, who is an absolutely incredible writer and has been doing a really great job just breaking down NFT things that are hard to understand in a super easy to identify way. But so POAPs, which POAP stands for Proof of Attendance Protocol, POAPs are ERC-721 tokens that are used to give attendees a way to prove their record of life experiences. Think of this as the lanyard you take home from a conference, but recorded on the blockchain. Um, but it can really be used for anything. So we have plans to launch a program called the 25 Days of POAP in December, where we're going to do sort of like a scavenger hunt, where there will be ways for you to get a POAP based on either reading an article on site or watching a piece of video content that 1.37pm made or attending an event. And POAPs are just a collectible that is free. They're always free. You don't need to pay to mint. You also don't need an Ethereum wallet to create one. You can just use an email address. So it's essentially the most accessible NFT that I'm aware of at this time are POAPs. POAPs are a really cool introduction into NFTs for people who are skeptical. And I'm excited to do this program that we're gonna do in December. I'm sure we'll talk more about it on the pod. Entertainment. On the entertainment side of things, I got to give a big shout out to Elizabeth Pagano and Connor Sharon. It came together like, you know, thing one and thing two from the cat in the hat. who are villains in their own right to write the article from movies and TV to video games. These are the 40 best villains of all time. I mean, it took me like 45 minutes to read this thing, but it was the best 45 minutes of my life. So I saw some great villains on it. Like William Dafoe was the Green Goblin from the OG Spider-Man film. William Dafoe was a savage in that movie. I just remember Aunt May praying and just... Green Goblin coming through with explosions in the middle of her prayer just to just attack her. Like, dude is a savage in that film. Then you got Michael Myers from Halloween, Tom Nook from Animal Crossing, Plankton from SpongeBob SquarePants, and of course you got the Joker. But then one of the best villains on that list is Darth Vader from Star Wars, of course. And I'm going to read the excerpt from that one. 
the absolute gold standard when it comes to not just villains in Star Wars, but cinematic villains in general, Darth Vader was the epitome of evil. However, as the series went along and the infamous, no, I am your father, line was uttered, you began to understand that for as evil as he was, he was not beyond redemption. The prequel trilogy, as flawed as it was, painted a picture of a fallen Jedi Knight in perpetual agony, both physical and emotional, that led Anakin Skywalker down that dark path. No other evildoer, including Vader's master, can stand toe-to-toe with him when it comes to iconic cinematic villainy. Yeah, and go ahead and check out the full list and let us know if you think we may. It's not a ranked list, just so you know, so they're not ranking. It's just a list of the 40 greatest villains. But hop in, let us know if we missed anybody important. All right, guys, thanks for checking in for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, make sure you head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all our social media platforms. We'll be back again tomorrow. And as always, remember to stay curious. Stay curious.